Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Toogie's Take podcast. We are back again. Your favorite trio that says they like to talk about hockey, but then we end up answering very, very weird questions for most of the show. Gentlemen, how are you? I hope you are well. I will answer. For those on the video portion, you'll get an answer as to what the hell's going on here. I'll answer how I'm doing in a minute. Endo Mills, how are you? Good. Still want to fuck the pickle. <laughs> and Sin, how Ooh, are you? I'm fantastic. Yeah. Just had a finished up a fun game of Warhammer, and here I am. Now, do you only do like the tabletop Warhammer stuff, or have you gotten into the games at all? Oh, dude, I played a shit out of Total War Warhammer on my, on okay, my PC. Yeah, I have. Let me check. I got Steam open. On Total War Warhammer 2, I have 2,370 hours. <laughs> and on Total War Warhammer 3, which came out, uh, I almost have four 400 hours now. Beautiful. Yeah, I play a lot. <laughs> I only say that because uh, I've been watching a lot of, uh, like, oh, the best ofs for 2022. There's, like, two different Warhammer games that are, like, constantly in people's top tens. Oh. One or two. So I figured, like, ah, well. What are they called? Or do you remember? I don't remember. I'd have to look them back yeah. up. Some of them might be 40K, which is the other universe that they do, which is all futuristic and shit. But I Maybe. play fantasy. There you go. So for myself here, and again, there's a there's a visual aid to this. Um, I hope I don't lose power while we're recording. Um, I say that uh, because of the, the current weather. Now, some people, Sin, are smart enough to have gone to Florida. For NHL All-Star Weekend, which we'll talk about in a little bit. It's a pretty good idea to go to Florida in February. Um, 81 degrees in Miami right now. Uh, 27 fair, uh, Celsius. That's not too bad. We're going, we're going to Helsinki in like two weeks. I can't which wait. is hilarious. Currently 27 Fahrenheit there. Negative 3 Celsius. Honestly, that's manageable. I'll still walk my dog in that weather. Where I live right now, it is negative 9 Fahrenheit or minus 23 um, with the wind chill of negative 33 degrees. Um, the wind is great enough that it is causing a panel on my roof to go up and down, which as a result is breaking up ice. on It's just I hope my house doesn't collapse. Um, it's cold. Hence this lovely product that was once a sponsor on a, a stream of mine. I'm hanging in there. And, um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, hey, you're going to Helsinki in February. Most people are going to Florida. Helsinki is an escape for me right now. <laughs> it would be an escape. <laughs> it would be warmer. I'll go to the beach in Helsinki tomorrow over what I'm dealing with today. It's going to be nice, man. Not going to be as cold as I thought it may be. Um but, like, it's a far cry from here where right now it's, well, it's 57 degrees Fahrenheit where I am. Mm. Um, so it'll probably, yeah, uh, we, we don't have much of a winter here in Sacramento. I saw of- you bitching on Twitter that somewhere else in California was getting snow. <laughs> like, give me the snow. <laughs> oh, no, no, this this is like one town over from me. Someone's weather oh, really? said, yeah, it was like 45 degrees and it said they might get snow flurries. And I'm like, that's not possible. Um, and yeah, it was just the weather app being weird. No, yeah, it, it uh, yeah, it'd be awesome if it snowed in Sacramento. I've only got I've only seen snow in California. Well, 
in like my, the places I've lived, which was Bay Area and here, and it was only snowed twice, maybe three times in my childhood in the Bay Area, and it wasn't real snow. Everyone would be like, "That's not snow." I have more than enough to spare if you would like some. <laughs> it yeah. is frozen in place and will be for months at this rate. Over here is pretty cold too. Like it just, it you got hit with something as well. I'm just looking over there. It says like a windshield warning for southern Maine. I'm like, all right, cool. But you're in, you're in like the northern Maine, aren't you? Uh mid coast, east coast, parts east of coast, it. east no. coast. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like over here in Canada, in Canada land, well, in Toronto and the general Toronto area, GTA, uh, it's minus seventeen. Hmm. I haven't even checked the windshield. What it feels like? Uh, feels like death. It. Yeah. So it's two degrees. It's two Fahrenheit. And with the windshield, it feels like minus twenty seven. Yeah, that that's a bit too cold for me. Yeah, no, I have a hockey game tonight. I have it's to, too I have cold to go for outside. me. That's kind of yeah. nuts how it's colder there than it is in Helsinki. I mean, I always thought it might. Yeah. Be. You know, you know it's bad when people who are used to cold are bitching about the cold. And don't worry. We won't talk about the weather for too much longer, but this will result in people responding to this podcast in some way, shape, or form, being like, oh, yeah, you think that's cold? I live in Red Deer, Alberta, and it was colder than the surface of Pluto, and it's like, nobody fucking cares. Cold is cold. It's all relative. Actually. Actually, my if I were to take a leak outside, my piss would freeze instantly instead of midstream. It would just really? stop. No, that's what someone would say, that. I'm sure. Oh, 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 oh. Just to exaggerate how cold it is. You, you I might can... go test that theory. It might be, it might actually yeah. be. Is it cold, cold enough to do the boiling water trick? Probably not. Oh, where you just throw it out the, the Oh, pot probably, and it, yeah. yeah. And it turns into snow. <laughs> Honestly, I could try that and get back to you with how do cold it. it's going to be. Post today. it on Twitter or you didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> I will. That'll be if I can bring myself to actually be outside for five seconds. Yeah. Get Pix. that snow clout. There you go. Pixar, it didn't happen. Damn it. Speaking of Pixar, it didn't happen. This show, as always, is brought to you by our friends at manscaped.com. <laughs> where, you... <laughs> where you can use the code TUGIE, T O U G I E, for 20% off your order and free shipping. Of course, Manscaped, the number one in men's grooming. And of course, they have taken they've taken it to new heights from the groin to the face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure to check that out if you haven't already. It's got everything you need. A luxury beard grooming kit of the highest degree. And it's got everything you need in terms of taking care of that beard, making it look its best whether it be the brush, the comb, the scissors, the balm, the shampoo, the oil, and of course, the one-of-a-kind trimmer with built-in attachments. No more taking them off and, oh my god, they're ever, which one's the right one fiddling through the bag? You just spin the little wheel on it and you make that adjustment. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit, check it out. And so many other tremendous products from our friends at Manscaped.com. With that, let's move into some viewer questions as we do and... uh I will I will take blame for the low quality of some of these because I put out the call late. We were supposed to record yesterday. We all had a sports gator. Sports gator? Sports gamer. <laughs> sports gator. <laughs> Another rebrand midway through a season. Just sports gator. There you go. Fucking hell. God. Okay. <laughs> now, you say, you say like, oh, what a mistake. I think we have an alligator as, as the mascot. Yeah. 
I think we do. People in Helsinki have never it. fucking seen one, so let's bring it. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is this? Is alligator? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't bad. <laughs> that wasn't a bad accent for someone who doesn't hear too many people. Oh, he's very. He, he's he's got it down. He's got the inflection. You just have to watch enough Eki just for a little bit. You know, you you get it down That's real fast. That's very true. Uh, thank you for the aid, my friend. That, well, that was that. No, you're getting you're getting more towards oh, no, like go Russian Mac here. Dave. Go not Mac Dave. <laughs> Still sounding more Russian, but you know. Oh, not a Mac Day. <laughs> oh, you have to say. <laughs> oh. Uh, we'll get our friend Monkey Dude Twenty Two, who has a lot of mascotting experience, to uh, come to Helsinki in a couple of weeks and come be the sports gator. <laughs> to come be the sports gamer. Dude, gator. we actually have to pitch this now. Like, it's too good. The sports gamer, sports gator. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, <sighs> Damn it. The World Final in Helsinki coming up. Um, yeah, as as mentioned, um, these, these questions I, I put in the the call late because we had that meeting yesterday and didn't get to record. As shown by our first question of the day from uh, Fire Don Sweeney, favorite day of the week Sunday. Why day of the Sabbath? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> God. Now, see, this changes, right? I'm going to take this dead seriously. It does change for me. (laughs) When you were a kid, it was Friday or Saturday. Easy. Easy. Unless you had a bad home life, in which case Monday was great. Um, (laughs) Well, where's the lie? (laughs) Hey, listen. (laughs) Don't listen. Right now, though, what is what is the day of the week where you're just like, yeah, this happens today? Yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. What's Wednesday? For... Oh, you explain what Wednesday is or just like you just like the word. What's up? What's on a Wednesday? I don't fucking know. Why is your why is Wednesday your favorite day of the week? It could be Wednesday, any is, I don't give a shit. Wednesday is my favorite day because that's when I have like organized beer, beer league hockey uh, mm-hmm. where I can blow up both my ACLs. And get my three fingers blown off in Korea. Um, you know, just kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, that's the one for Tugi and anyone who's watched OG Game Grumps yeah, right there. Um, but yeah, I like it because, you know, it's like the halfway mark of the week. And uh, I have Beer League and I love Beer League because I'm not going to cut it as an e-bug and I'm too fat. So I play that with guys who used to play like semi-pro hockey and it's fun. Challenge. There you go. Yeah. Sid, what's your favorite day of the week? <sighs> right now, yeah. At this place I am, right now for the past few probably couple months, it's been Monday mm. because I I it's I, I get it off from casting. Um <laughs> fair. <laughs> we have and it's and it's right after we do two casts the day before. So it's like that mm. feeling of like, yes, I have fucking nothing to do today. Sometimes mm. we play Warhammer on Mondays. Um, so that's always fun to look forward to, but yeah, it's, it's just a great, and then if I want to go somewhere, pick up food, do something, no one's fucking out. Like right. it's true. That's, that's my dream as an introvert and just don't have to, you know, go run into a bunch of people. There's not traffic till like the late afternoon. And mm-hmm. I, the times I eat is usually like, since I do like mostly intermittent fasting, it's like in between like 10 and 6 PM. So, right. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Friday for the same reason. Uh, we're done with the podcast for the week. We're done with casting for the week. 
I'm like, oh, sweet. I got two days that I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Um, See, I was going to say live Friday. closer to my fiance's parents, and they always have, like, pizza and wings nights on Friday. Mm, that's Homemade cool. pizza. Uh, we'd go over there today, but it's literally too fucking cold for cars to function properly. If the cars aren't used to it. Um, Should have had a Tesla, man. Why? So it could blow the fuck up? It's too <laughs> cold to blow up, too. <laughs> Fucking built-in heat with the Tesla. <laughs> the battery is just like, oh, you want it? You know, need a fire to keep warm. The battery just ignites. Oh, Tesla, perfect for those Friday the Fourth, uh, Friday the Fourth, July the Fourth. On a Friday, the it was a s'mores joke. Holy <laughs> shit! Uh you know what's you know what's great? Uh, remember how last year uh, I was doing snow removal and all that fun stuff? Yeah. And I like basically was like dying every day because we were out for like over twenty four hours doing fucking snow removal. <laughs> like for some fucking every time. for some fucking reason out in the why, like twelve to twenty four hour days to do a bunch of sites because the guy who was running it was super unorganized. I could go on for a whole entire thing about that, but I'm not going to. Hey, no, uh, go ahead. We already talked about the weather for ten minutes because it's trauma. Um, so when I was when one day was really really fucking cold. Um, I see like a Tesla just in the middle of the road with a bunch of snow just just there, and then I see someone try to jumpstart a Tesla with a regular car battery. And I'm like, this is this is fucking hilarious. Great, that's it. I know concise for once, right? I don't I don't know the I, I don't know how Teslas work. Do they not? I guess don't use normal car batteries. They it's a different type of like ion battery that they use, and like oh, the car wouldn't start because it was so fucking cold. Right, so they had to like fucking try and jumpstart the fucking Tesla. It was fucking weird. There's your free publicity, Elon. Lord knows you need it. From RG Dust, favorite gummies or candy? Now I will say this: I'm not a fan of. Well, you know that's a lie, actually. In terms of anything like with that gummy texture, if you go to like an old school candy shop and get gummy worms, they don't stick to your teeth and they taste fucking delicious. Aside from that. I don't like the feeling of stuff sticking to my teeth. So, with that, we're talking favorite candy. And the Reese's is a go-to. It's the number one. I feel like we talked about this three months ago for Halloween, but here we are. Like I said, late questions, this is what we get. Endo. Is leaving. Sid. Yeah. <laughs> What's my favorite hey, gummy? This time. I'm good. Or candy? Yeah. Uh I hate gummies like they're right? gross. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I 100%, we 100% asked answer this. We did. And so I think we got into an argument about the discussion was if chocolate shouldn't be counted as candy. Yep. True. We did. But so, RG, still... go back and listen to our show closest to Halloween and you'll be yeah. good to go. Just, I don't know, Reese's peanut butter cups and the, the holiday Reese's because they always taste better for some reason. There you go. I know it's mm-hmm. close to Valentine's Day, and I can get the Valentine's Day Reese's. Let's go. There you go. Yeah. It's the only thing I get to look forward to now. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't know any better, it's just the thought of, like, being single and getting, like, the heart filled with Reese's. <laughs> just eating them alone on your couch. Uh, it sounds sad, but... Eating them alone in your chair while playing Warhammer. <laughs> Some that sounds sad. <laughs> you that's a great time that's a great time but also <laughs> kind of confidence. sad <laughs> okay bye. Oh, god 
from AJ, what is your favorite obscure toy from your childhood that no one remembers? Oh uh, my Sid, god! Your answer is clearly that fucking plastic castle that you shared on Twitter last <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah, the Fisher oh, Price yeah. castle, dude. That thing was so fucking awesome, man. Every fucking daycare had that. I swear to God, it was, and they never had the fucking cannonball. I don't know why. Every single daycare had that set, and some fucking mouth breather ate the cannonball and just walked <laughs> off with it. I don't know what the fuck it was. I used to also use the cannonballs that came with it. I had this little like wooden hockey stick, like it a was shark you. You stick. took them, and then <laughs> no, I, just, I, I had my own because I didn't lose shoes. <laughs> they were anyway. Yeah, I used to use that to like play goalie. I'd have like a baseball glove and that fucking s- stick, and like if you put the ball in front of you, you could like whack down on it with the stick. At, and at, at a certain velocity and like hit it and it would launch it towards you. So I'd like make saves on myself. Yeah, I didn't. I was I was an introvert at a very young age playing with myself were, constantly. <laughs> if if I didn't already know the answer, I might have guessed you were an only child. <laughs> no, no, I just I had a sister and that's as that's worse. Oh, fair enough. An older sister. Can't relate. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Endo. Um, you are. Favorite yeah. obscure toy from childhood. I will say about that castle, though, I didn't have it, but my best friend did, and that was that was all you needed, right? The odds are so you knew cool. someone who had that, and they came with. So, I don't know why that picture only shows like a few guys. It came with like eleven guys on each side in the black armor and the gold armor. And for me, I guess the the guys in the black armor were supposed to be invading. Hell no, they were they were cool because they were in black, so they were defending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no, anything come to mind for you? Um, excuse me, it just yawned. Um, first thing that came to mind was the, uh, you guys remember the eye dog? No. Okay, so yes. It was, it was like a little white little dog kind of thing, like a robotic kind of thing. You could play. It was like a speaker. It was interactive. You could like tap its head, like give it a pat. You could like tap its tail, to like make it mad at you. Uh, and it would. If you were to play music, it would try to see what kind of music you're listening to and play different like colors on the on the head of its like screen to do that. And that was like the original. Then there's one there's one called the IZ, which was like this weird fucking weird ass looking thing with like a like a like a pangu newt newt nose, like mouth, and like two fucking big ass eyes, and it had like two like satellite kind of like ears on the left side, you could twist it, move it up. And you could like make loops and like beats with it. It was fucking weird, man. See, I, I just grew up in a completely different era than you did, Endo. We right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Screens on dogs. Dude, the closest thing we had to that was like a little battery powered dog that would take some steps all janky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I will, I will put uh, an image of the what the fuck I'm talking about. I know what oh. you're talking about because I have nieces and nephews, but. I don't care enough because I'm still thinking about that Fisher Price castle. (laughs) Right? Me too. Like, I'm sitting here trying to think of something. Um, I want to unironically just go out and buy that so I could experience it again for a day and then sell it. (laughs) (laughs) So you might know that what were the things? I don't even remember what the hell they were. It was like this. Basically, it would give you like a sample, like a 10 to 15 second sample of a music video. What fucking device was that? Hit clips. Hit clips. Oh, my God. Thank you. I I have the all-star one. The all-star hit clip. That's all I have. I don't have a thing to play it, but I have the Smash Mouth all-star hit clip. Oh, my God. I couldn't think of what those were. And not necessarily that those were obscure because they weren't. 
But, but like man. looking back, you can easily forget about that. Nano pets. Mm. Remember when everyone had to have a fucking nano? Dude, they banned those in my elementary school, but we still had them. <laughs> Get fucked. <Yep. laughs> oh my Can't god! Can't stop me. Search me, bitch. <laughs> I'm a white kid in the middle, in the fucking uh, middle class neighborhood. I'll I'll exercise my constitutional rights. <laughs> Jesus. Um, in terms of obscure toys, man, Christ. Oh. <laughs> I got I got nothing in terms of obscure. I didn't like I was I wasn't quite a trend chaser, but it's like, what did I what toys did I have growing up? Pokemon stuff, Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. I was a big wrestling nerd, so I had I still am. I had all of the action figures as a kid, though. Played a lot now of video entering games. the Titan Tron. Oh, my God. You know that I had it. Oh, that's amazing. Those little things on their feet and you'd put yeah, them on so the thing. You could also don't... press it certain ways with your fingers to make other mm-hmm. songs play. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for those who don't know, there was a, a WWF set, like the entranceway. And right at the foot of the entranceway before the ramp was these two sets of silver bars. And it would line up with the action figures having the same bars on their foot. And if you did it, it would play their theme song. There was only like eight characters that had theme songs. So if you didn't have one of them, you were like, ah, fuck. But there was a button on the back and it would play a random one. Yeah. The best. I See, we always talk about how you weren't that big of a wrestling fan, but the fact that you know that makes me incredibly happy. Yeah, I had that in the ring. I had a ton of guys, man. Like I had, who was Like I had The Undertaker. I had like Stone Cold, Diamond Dallas. No, 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 no. Um. Not Diamond Dallas, the guy, ah, guy who was probably part of Degeneration X. Um, he had long hair, wore sunglasses all the Show time. Me X Pac. What? Show me X Pac. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because he had the entrance theme on that thing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, he had like long black hair, and yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Wore like a bandana, yeah, I think, and sunglasses. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Him. Okay. Okay. That's him. Had him, had See, mankind and Kane, and yeah. See, I, I feel like that's a thing, right? Like so many people your age, a little bit older, my age. I mean, you're a couple years older than me. It's not crazy. Your age makes it sound like, ha, I'm young and spry. I'll <laughs> turn 29 in three weeks. Um, it's one of those things where wrestling was so fucking big at the end of the 90s and into the yeah. early 2000s that even someone like you, where afterwards you're like, ah, I'm moving on. Every, so many people had that phase of at least being into it for like a year or two mm-hmm. or three and then moved on. Yeah, it's crazy 100%. how fucking big it was. Yeah. From Red's Rebels, I guess. I, I don't know. I think we, we answered yeah, that we question covered pretty it. satisfactorily. Um, what's your favorite Lego set and what's the amount you'll pay for one? I was never huge I, into Lego. I like Legos, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't still pay for them. So funny about that i had a basin of legos and i don't know what it was but i just i don't i don't even know what the fuck i built i just built random shit i didn't even follow a guide or anything i just just somehow encompassed a lot of legos i had a lot of bionicles too like that lego and just i don't know i just like made concoctions of like disgusting whatever just built weirdly and all that did you ever end up with like connects and stuff like that too? Oh my god. I used to steal connects from my fucking elementary school. Oh my god. 
You're sitting here giving out about Sin stealing the cannonball, but you're stealing connects. I Where didn't do even you steal get off? Those were mine. Where do, do you, you think? get off, sir? Where do I get off? Don't um, answer that the way you want to answer it. How dare you? The nerve, the gall. Oh, I remember the, connects. I had some the, of those. I had to look those gumption. up. Oh my god, I had that little car. <laughs> okay, anyway. Fucking connects, man. I, I did have Lego and connects um as a kid, but yeah, stuff like connects and there was I feel like there was another one too, another kind of brand like that. God damn it. Yeah, um I played with Legos, but not really I can't remember any specific sets I really built or had. I remember when I was very, very young, there was like this beach set. Um, but mostly I would just make my own shit with Legos. Mm. Uh, one thing I was much, much bigger on uh, were Lincoln Logs. Yes, I have. Those were fun, man. Like Lincoln mm-hmm. Logs. Hold on. Let me, to let the me, point when I when I started when I started getting into like playing Warcraft, man, and like. I had like the Ninja Turtles toys. Oh shit. The old yeah. Ninja Turtles toys and like some other like medieval type toys. I would like build buildings for Lincoln logs and I'd like you know, imagine it was like Warcraft. I was like building buildings and like the, the Ninja Turtles were orcs because they were green and yeah, yeah. yeah. I played a <laughs> we lot more. We need more logs. lumber. We need more gold. That was actually believe it or not, it was one of the first games I randomly started playing, which was like Warcraft. Um, I haven't played in God like at least like twenty years now. I'm twenty five. One of you won me though, dude. Dude, I haven't played that game in so long. You know when I was playing it, get Warcraft I went to three that... one v one me. I went to a... <laughs> I went to an internet cafe and I was like seven or eight or nine. I can't remember between those between that range. You know, my life's a blur. Too many bash wounds to the head. And um, so what ended up happening is we went to the internet cafe and we just started playing games. Everyone else is playing fucking CS:GO. I'm like, what is this game? I play Warcraft for like a good hour. We have an hour and a half. And I'm like, oh, I'm done playing this game. I'll play CSGO instead. I get five minutes of gameplay and then we have to go because the time ran out. I thought of what I was thinking of. Magnetics. Magnetics. Which were sticks that had two magnetic balls at each end. Oh, my God. I know what that is. And you could build up with those, too. So... Oh, yeah, yeah I, I had bits of kind of oh, all of those. And I've never had those or really seen those. So, yeah, I would also uh, had that. That would be the same thing, though, Sin, right? Like you take like the Legos, combine them with the Lincoln Log and all the other stuff and just just go. Yeah. I will say, though, Lego set wise. Like there was there was a time um, I binge watched Stranger Things. They got caught up last summer and I'm just like. Ooh, like a Stranger Things, Stranger Things, Stranger Things, Stranger Things Lego set would be great. Dude, they're so expensive. And some of these things are absurd. Um, yeah. Sh- shout out to a brick fanatics dot com. Uh, <laughs> but they. <laughs> it's a fan page for the cartel. <laughs> <laughs> It's a cover up. You get the white. You order the white bricks. You order like a big kilo of it. You just get a pound of fucking coke just on your doorstep. Oh my god! So they have this list of the most expensive Lego sets as of apparently September of this past year. Um, Some of them, of course, are no longer available. Hence, why they're expensive. Um, There is a bulldozer 
that's app controlled that sells for 500 US dollars. <laughs> um, there was like an original run like of a Death Star that was like 500 bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Hogwarts Castle, 470. Like some of these are insane. Like you could get a Lego Roman Coliseum that's $550. That's crazy. Yeah. Lego Titanic with 9,000 pieces, $680. That's insane, man. So is it designed to be broken and fall apart? Like the Titanic yeah, or what? In, it it's in half eventually. <laughs> the iceberg not included. Um, oh. <laughs> the most expensive one is the Millennium Falcon. Oh, yeah. 7,500 pieces. Any guess on what you can buy a freaking Lego Millennium Falcon for? 1,200. 1,300. Oh, you both went over. Good guesses, though. Honestly, I would have. Price is right. Same. I win. Eight, 850. But oh. still, $850 for never. a Lego set is See, fucking never. nuts. It's just, a, it's just a fucking 3D puzzle. Like, yeah, they're fucking cool and all, but you're like. Not, you're not wrong. Damn. Yeah, you can't really play with them or anything like that. And at the end of the day, <clears throat> they are supposed to be kids' toys. Yeah. That is not to say that you can't enjoy Lego as an adult, and that I'm shaming you if you do if you do enjoy Lego as as an adult. It's supposed to be a fucking kids' toy, though. That's expensive. You know, Lego? Like no, no. Lego was marketed as family friendly that everyone can enjoy. Yeah, but when they say family friendly, yeah. it's mostly kids. What dude. fucking families? It wouldn't have been my family. <laughs> Fair enough. And, and little brackets, when... small text, middle class and up. Yeah, if, if you see the ages on the Lego sets, they're all ranged to like no later than eighteen years old. Like for two, yeah, it's always like six to. They always have a they always have an age thing on their thing of like yeah, you know, yeah. what ages you know four to eight four to it was six, like whatever. six to like sixty five or some shit like that. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. But yeah, mostly uh, kids. <laughs> Fucking Lego. God damn it. Our final question. You're in the Stanley Cup final. It's game seven. Hey, hockey. Uh, <laughs> welcome to your favorite obscure toys, memories podcast. Um, you're in the Stanley Cup final. It's game seven. Who do you want playing goalie for you? Me. I mean, you know. Uh, Even if you get blown out, you got to play Game Seven of a Stanley Cup Final. Vasilevsky. Yeah. yeah, Vasilevsky for current day is probably the best choice, right? Yeah, because this question didn't specify current or past. I would still go with him over any goaltender of the past. I don't give a fuck because you know what, me- Brodeur won't have the night the trap devils in front of him necessarily. I was gonna say right, like if could I answer like 2011 Tim Thomas? You know, it's, sure. it's a question Vasilevsky's that needs still more, better. Sorry. It needs more specifics. <laughs> I'm still going to say Vasilevsky's better than Tim Thomas, though. Like, his elimination game numbers are fucking absurd. How many You're shutouts does he have in game sevens and shit? Like, ooh. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good answer. Come back next time with more specifics to make it easier for us. With that, <laughs> half an hour into the show, let's actually talk about hockey, I guess. This is where the this is where the show goes downhill, everybody. The the connects and all that. That's the good stuff. That's what you're here for. That's why we put it first. I almost unplugged my microphone there. Uh, our first little topic of the day is kind of one of the main topics of the last show, and I want to go back and talk about it a little bit a few days later. 
the Bo Horvat trade. Because we were talking about it as the news broke. There's been a lot of discourse, time for it to really set in. We know the final terms. At the time of recording, we did not know there was cap retention, which isn't a huge deal. But it ends up being Bo Horvat on 25% retained to the Islanders for Anthony Beauvillier, Aturatu, and a conditional first-round pick that is top 12 protected this year. If the Islanders keep that pick, then the Canucks get an unprotected first next year. From the Islanders' perspective, do we still feel positive, positively about this trade for them, knowing that they are a few points out of a playoff spot right now? And I have to be honest, after uh, editing their team in NHL 23 and seeing some of the more up-to-date numbers and not just viewing people as um, kind of like based, based off their name value, I have no idea how Ilya Sorokin has as good a numbers as he does. They, they've been bad. They have been bad. Defensively, you know, I think back the past couple years of Adam Pellick, Ryan Pollock as like one of the best defense pairs in the league. Apparently not. Uh, in terms of depth, it's a bit shaky. You know, they're still paying guys like Kyle Palmieri five million bucks a season. Josh Bailey, too, and they're not worth that anymore. Um, Bo Horvat helps. He's the best forward on that team. I kind of tend to agree now with the people that have had the take of maybe they test this out for a month, and if it looks shaky, they move him before the deadline. Hmm. I honestly think they might. Yeah, they did give themselves some wiggle room. That's a good point. Hmm. He doesn't have like a no no trade clause or anything, obviously. So nope. Yeah, that's a good point. I think I think th- yeah they could win either way if they move him or if they sign him. Um, but yeah, that's the question. Yeah, that's interesting. The question will be whether or not if that does end up happening, if they get more for him than what they gave up to get him. Roster player, one of their best, if not their best prospect, and a first. But it's a lot. But it's protected first, man. So if they do miss the playoffs, get something else back for Horvat. Yeah, that could be really good. Like, mm. yeah. But for it's the only Canucks. twelve protected. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, the, you you got to think what sixteen teams make the playoffs. Sixteen teams miss the playoffs. So you got four spots. So you'd have to kind of really slide. But at the same time, yeah. it's a big league, man. It's true. For the Canucks, you get Anthony Bovillier. Who knows? And then it's basically, you're primarily looking at Ratu and, and that first rounder that, of course, they don't know if it's this year or next. Yeah, it can only be 13 plus this year. Yeah, which, you know, kind of on, on one hand, you're like, ah, 13 plus, you never know. You know, you never know where that that's a pretty deep being. draft. Yeah. I don't hate it for the Canucks. I initially viewed this as a huge win. For the Islanders, I'm a little bit less optimistic. Um, I still think they could. My my thinking is, if you make the playoffs as the New York Islanders, I think they could go on a run because of the phenomenal goaltending and a roster that's kind of built to be the scrappy Mm 2-1 win type of team. And that can be a tough team to beat in the playoffs. We have seen teams go on runs where... They arguably shouldn't have been able to because they have a team structure like that. So that's the reason why I stay optimistic for them. 
for the Canucks, I still vehemently disagree with you kept JT Miller, you kept Kuzmenko, but you got rid of Horvat. It's like, oh, well, Horvat's on a heater and it won't last. But I, I don't know. You essentially chose JT Miller over Bo Horvat. I don't know if that's going to age too well. That's yeah, a terrible uh, but decision. A, <laughs> but a first in Ratu is not bad. To me, I, I still kind of equate it to Montreal, where, and granted, the teams are in a different spot. When Mark Bergevin traded the likes of Max Pacioretty, he got a good return. You got Nick Suzuki out of that. You can't complain. Should he have traded Max Pacioretty in the first place? I personally say no. I think you could have kept that team. And I genuinely believe the Habs. And again, that trade was in 2018. Carey Price didn't have the the issues to the extent that he has that he does now, where he where he's you know not able to play. I think for the Habs, you didn't need to readjust the core of that team. If you had just gotten some of the pieces surrounding the core a little bit better, who knows what could have happened? It was because of the Canadian division, but they did make a Stanley Cup final, and a player like Max Pacioretty, in theory, if you still make it there, would have helped a hell of a lot for the Canucks. Getting rid of Bo Horvat, you got a pretty good return. But was that the right player to get rid of? Because if you make some adjustments, fix your fucking defense, it shouldn't be that tough. You got Quinn Hughes already. Like I, I don't know. That That's just my viewpoint of it. I can't view it as a major win. We're like 10 years out, though, from knowing if this was a win. It depends on that first round pick. Yeah. So, all in all, they're still doing, they're doing okay. Both sides. We'll see what happens. That trade might not be done. Um, today, the Washington Capitals announced they signed Dylan Strom to a five-year, $5 million extension. He's got 36 points in 52 games in his first season in Washington. That's a lot of money. It is. And coincidentally, I do believe his brother Ryan was signed to the exact same contract as a member of the Ducks. So the Stroms are eating well. I mean, he's got 36 points in 52 games. So he's essentially kind of a 60-point guy? His career high is 57 points. And he's essentially kind of on a similar pace. Yes. If not just higher. Mm -hmm. No, I'd say he's on a 60-point pace. 36 and 52 with 82 games. Subtract 10, maybe minus. Yeah, close enough to 60-point pace. So, eh. I don't know, 60 point score making five mil. That's kind of a good spot. I, I don't I don't think it's a bad deal by any means. He's still no. young enough too, and that that yeah. it's only five years. So he's right. That's that's within all of his high productive years that he is. What? Twenty eight. Uh, twenty seven. He is twenty five. Oh, shit. Who's yeah. Him or, is Ryan older? Yes. Okay. Ryan's a couple right. years older. OK, that's all right. All right. Yeah. So Dylan. No, this is. Oh, that's a great, great fucking deal then. Mm hmm. I agree. I think that's terrific. I think he still maybe has another step up he can make. If he doesn't, I think it's a fair deal. And again, it's not huge term. He'll be off it when he's 30. You can renegotiate at that point when you can judge. Is he going to drop off? You know, you know, pretty much. I mean, Lars Eller's three and a half million comes off the books at the end of this year. So theoretically, they're looking at a center core of Backstrom, Kuznetsov and Strom. Sign Eller to a cheap ass deal. Then he's a great foresee. Can you imagine? Yeah, it'd be a very, very good setup for them. So Washington, they just kind of keep hanging around. Uh, yeah. When people have been predicting them to just fall off hard, it still hasn't happened. That levy will break eventually. Um, 
which kind of brings Ovechkin us to is done. Our, yeah, basically. Yeah, right. Ovi's gone. Okay, off the cliff. Um, speaking of the levy breaking, Dylan Larkin, his time in Detroit might be done. Um, the team still negotiating on a contract. Essentially, there was a report that they're apart, and Eiserman's not really willing to budge that much more. Making six point one million this year at twenty six years old, the captain of the team. And I mean, if you're not going to re-sign him in the next month, that all of a sudden becomes a pretty interesting deadline option for some teams. Career high of 73 points in 76 games back in 2019. And yeah, he is 26 years old. We'll turn 27 in the summer. Dylan Larkin. I mean, you know, I don't necessarily blame Iserman if like the number say is like eight and a half that's being floated around. I, I don't know. I think he's worth it personally, but I get not wanting to necessarily budge. But if you're Larkin, do you want more money to stay on a team that hasn't been in the playoffs essentially at all since you've been there? I don't know. I, I'm i very much intrigued by this because we already know, you know that Bo Horvat was probably the number one center target for teams. Detroit could get a pretty damn good haul, I think, for Dylan Larkin, especially if a team was thinking he'd resign there but even then and I'll throw it out there because he's on this team right now Ben Sherratt last year fetched a first round pick if Ben yeah. Sherratt can get a first what could the Red Wings get for a Dylan Larkin but isn't Ben Sherratt a right-handed defenseman he is <laughs> <laughs> so let's 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 can't judge it I think it's very different to judge actually that. no he's a lefty isn't he is he I think he's a lefty We've Ew. we've had this fucking conversation Probably, before. I know we have, but he like, is a lefty. He is. Gross. I just looked. He's How a lefty. the fuck did he get a first? God, that, Florida's so bad. God, Florida. Here, let's twist the knife. Ben Sherratt to the Florida Panthers on fifty percent retained for prospect Ty Smolanich, a fourth round pick that became Frenchman Cedric Guinbon, and a conditional pick this year, conditional first rounder. What the hell are the conditions on this? Panthers' first-round pick in 2022 is top 10 protected. Okay. Well, the Panthers aren't going to finish that low. So, yeah, the Mm. Habs are going to get the Panthers' Uh, first-round pick this year. They might, man. You think? One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight. Oh, fuck. uh, They're they're in about 12th right now. You know, yeah, I guess if they drop a couple more spots. Here's the thing. They've already played 52 games. That's one of the higher numbers in the NHL. They are three points out of the playoffs to Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh has three games in hand. Hold on. And they need to leapfrog three teams to get into the playoffs. Jesus. It's top 10 protected. The Panthers are in 11th right now on points percentage from the bottom. Reverse order. They have a worse winning percentage than Detroit and are barely above (laughs) Ottawa and Philadelphia. They might get their first back. (laughs) Jesus. Well, now that we've depressed the Panthers fans, holy shit. Yeah, we'll see if uh we'll see if Larkin gets dealt. Um, Those are real. What's that? Oh, Panthers, Panthers fans. fans are real? He's making a joke. Yes. I mean, I'm aware of at least two year. of them. <laughs> huh. I'm aware of at least two of them. I thought they were just um, the rejects that couldn't fit inside uh Tampa Bay Lightning Arena and they just gave him jerseys. <laughs> True. Again, wait until they're shit again. Their stadium's gonna empty too. <laughs> wait till they're shit again. 
it's all you know. We got it. We got to check it. I was gonna say NHL attendance, twenty twenty two, twenty three. Let's see. It's just uh, we'll how it go goes on. in smaller market areas. Like the Sharks' yeah. attendance is shit now, and at one point it was amazing. Yeah, and they were that arena cons- is in a terrible location. So let's see proper attendance graphs here. I just want to make sure that these numbers line up. I'm going to go off of hockey reference instead of hockey DB. So um, hockey reference has the Florida Panthers with the fourth worst attendance in the NHL. The worst, by the way, is Buffalo. Wow. At 76.6% capacity. Move the team. (laughs) The Hamilton Sabres. They clearly can't fill up a stadium. Move them. I mean, like, half of their fucking, like, season ticket holders are Canadian anyway. Anyway, I'm just chirping because it always seems to be everyone trying to move Arizona and never use, like, other teams. (laughs) Yeah. I drew the ire of Sabres fans last year for making that exact joke, so... Um, We're making a point to management. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point now? You're not going to yeah. watch Tage Thompson every night? What the fuck? Yeah. Um, San Jose, by the way, second worst at 78.8% capacity. Yeah. Shout out I to will. Chicago. 81.8. They're, they're hanging in there. Bottom three. And then it's uh, Florida and Ottawa as the bottom five. More people are going to watch the Anaheim Ducks. Then the Florida Panthers, Ottawa. Okay. That trips me out. If that doesn't say everything you need to know about their arena situations. It has to, right? Like Anaheim right now, God awful garbage. Anaheim has better attendance than Ottawa and Florida. Those teams need new stadiums closer to the metropolitan area. Desperately. Fucking desperately. Um, And then, yeah, just Chicago, San Jose, and then the Buffalo thing. The Buffalo thing just sketches me out. I get the idea of, oh, well, Canadians, the border's open. Like, when does that excuse go away about Sabres fans, poor attendance? The team is like, you have Darlene, you have Thompson, like. Oh, when power. Yeah, fucking. I don't get that. Sabres fans, I want to hear it. What's 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 the deal now? Where's that Hulk Hogan mean? Let me hear those excuses. (laughs) (laughs) Holy Seriously, shit. Seriously, like, I, yeah, I feel like it's so, so many of Buffalo fans. Like, I feel like it's a lot of those East Coast Northern teams that talk trash about moving the Coyotes constantly. Mm. And yet they have some shit ass attendance. Coyotes, by the way, through 20 games, 100% capacity, baby. Let's go. All 4,600 strong every night. Always per capita. This <laughs> <laughs> is. Um, Wanted to mention this as well. There was a really weird story with the Ottawa Senators where out of nowhere, they uh, at least the, the head coach in the AHL for Belleville was fired. There's reports out today. I'll read this verbatim. Quote, sources say there were trust issues emerging between the Ottawa Senators and Belleville head coach Troy Mann. I'm told the straw that broke the camel's back was when Mann gave some of the Ottawa Senators pre-scouting material to another NHL team. What? That's so one way to get fired, yeah. That's a great way to get fired if that's exactly what happened. It's weird because his younger brother is in the management group 
of the Ottawa Senators. Now, they claim his brother had nothing to do with the decision to fire him. But this is one of the weirdest stories that I can't wait to see unfold as we get more information. Because some people have taken this to be, was he trying to get DJ Smith fired so he'd be promoted from AHL head coach to NHL coach? That's what it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a lot of uh, corruption. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time there was corrupt politics in hockey, right? So, you know. It wouldn't be the first time that Ottawa had corruption. Oh, my God. So, or yeah, something. shout out to uh, Claire Hanna on Twitter. At C-L-A Hannah, H-A-N-N-A. Isn't that the capital, Ottawa, of Canada? It is. Yeah, okay, just making sure. It is. Um, so yeah, I, I just wanted to note that because it's something everyone should be keeping an eye on. But yeah, his brother is the is an AGM for the Sens. So he thought he can get a coach fired and he'd be the first on the list because of That's nepotism. I mean, nepotism is rampant in the fucking NHL, so. Like, that really, really sounds what it what happened, right? Like, if I can get DJ Smith fired, I'm the guy. Crazy. One of the craziest stories in hockey I think I've ever heard. The only issue is we don't, we don't have enough info yeah. um, to really know exactly what happened. But as we know the story right now, and, you know, a lot of times I don't like mentioning stories until we kind of know the full situation. That's why, you know, on the show or like, you know, anything like that, like the, the whole Zegris thing wasn't discussed in full on the show until it was like, hey, it's being disputed. Um, you know, got to try to be safe over stuff like that. But yeah, this is just if this is true. Incredible. Make a documentary out of this. I want to I want to know all the details. Get Jonah Hill in some sort of role. I don't care which. <laughs> Money is perfect for it. Final three things. Um, NHL US TV viewership is down 22% this season. Wonder why. It's because they went woke. Jesus Christ, that woke me up. They only started doing woke stuff this year. It's from all those pride nights. Uh, real, real American heroes. We're not. We're not going to stand for that. We're going to tune out and go watch football. We're yeah, like, not over here. Like I'm like, not surprised it's down because, mm. again, they don't fucking market players. Yeah. They don't market amazing plays. You have people actively fighting against skilled players mm-hmm. to get their due. Um, yeah, blackouts are awful. I can't speak on the ESPN app, but apparently that's trash. But blackouts are just atrocious. Like, yep. absolutely fucking horrible. Like, I remember having, buying the NHL.com thing because I didn't, because where I lived in the Bay Area, we we could only have, because of, you know, good old cable monopolies we could only have charter so we couldn't watch the sharks games because they were on comcast only locally so i buy the nhl app to watch the sharks games and i can't because i live too close even though i legit cannot watch sharks games because i cannot have that cable i can't watch them on the nhl app either because i live too close Mm -hmm. you know it's fucking ridiculous so pirates baby yeah, you know what's crazy about that? Um, there's a saying from, uh, I think it's Gabe Newell of Valve, CEO of Valve. 
If you want to stop piracy and stuff like that, make your service better. That's simple. Look at stuff along those lines. Like make your service better. Some people have to pirate your games. Imagine Valve having good ideas, man. Right. Of course. Besides not releasing third games, they're amazing. Mm. Hey, listen, stop it too. You don't need to make it crazy. Half Life Alex is basically Half Life Three. That game's Le- fucking amazing. See, fuck Half Life Three. I want Left for Dead Three. <laughs> Oh, you got it. You already had that. It was Back for Blood. No, I didn't even play that game, and it looked like it died immediately. It did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Like the fact that with all these blackouts and all that stuff's happening all across the league, that's one thing. And then, you know, the ads basically being unreadable and having certain things basically be just a complete mess is another thing as well, too. But the fact that I can go to a, I can go to a third party website pay them the same amount of money that I could give to the NHL and watch literally every fucking game whenever I want, wherever I want, that's the big issue. The fact that third-party services have figured this out a lot better than the actual main source. It's insane. I mean, Sin kind of hit the nail on the head, right? The, the big four to five, really, it's the absurdity of the f- just flood of ads that you get your way when watching a broadcast taken the next step further with the digital ad board, please gamble everyone gamble. I was just about to say, along with like ads on the jerseys and helmets, the gambling ads are out of fucking control, especially in Canada. From my understanding, they are oh out my God. of fucking control because there's so much money to be made. Fuck the effects that it could have on the quality essentially. But yes, gambling ads are out of fucking control. Blackouts. Huge, huge factor for me. I have. All right. So if there was an awkward cut there, we had a technical issue. I'll apologize for that. But to my point um, with the the Bruins and hopefully uh, the stuff is there uh, from the second recording option. Um, Like I said, if I want to watch the Bruins, despite having ESPN plus and having access to everything on the uh, you know every other game on that platform, I want to watch the Bruins traditional cable. I have to go through their preferred provider of Fubo instead of uh, Hulu TV. Or you can go directly through Nesson, who was the broadcaster. Uh, and it's like $350 for the season. It's just not sustainable. It's not affordable. So no shit. Like, you make it difficult for people to watch their local team in a general sense. That is going to be a factor. The ESPN app, again, I haven't really screwed around with it, but it is pretty bad. On top of that, piracy is super fucking easy and the quality is good compared to, so I've heard, other sports. It's a hell of a lot easier uh, to find what you want to watch hockey wise. Mm-hmm. And then there is the general issues that you mentioned in terms of marketing their stars. Um, I mentioned the Trevor Zegers thing a minute ago for this reason. He has faced nothing but people trying to tear him down since he's joined the league. Yeah. And you had that incident pop up where it's like, well, did he say something heinous? And people are immediately jumping on it of like, yep, he's a piece of shit. See, so not only is he a bad hockey player, he's also a piece of shit. He'll never be an elite 1C. And it's like, the guy has a personality and does the Michigan, and we're so against this? Yeah. Like, there's the joke consistently about just, you know, it's like, here's a picture of hockey players' personalities personified, and it's just a brick wall. Whereas in the NBA, say what you want about, you know, the likes of, 
I mean, geez, today comes to mind. He requested Kyrie Irving. Like, for good or for bad, that motherfucker has star power, and people talk about what the hell he's doing. Oftentimes for worse, because uh, he's a <clears throat> shit person. Um, Raptors Kawhi Leonard, of all things. Just... <laughs> how, how awkward of a guy he was that was so that was so like oh this guy's like just awkward just <laughs> but like, he has more personality in being awkward than most nhl players have yeah. or at least choose to show right like it's a it's a variety of issues obviously and it's all adding up yes they they're so bad at marketing Her, hurl has some of the funniest fucking interviews on the planet because he's always happy, no matter what, pretty much. But he <laughs> he talks so fast with the thickest accent. It's hilarious. Um, like, yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like almost every team should have, like, a one person that's... Ex- they, they do. Every team really has one person that's extremely marketable. Mm. And for more than just how good they are. McDavid, you got to just market his absurd skill level. They don't do that enough at all. Um, no, and it keeps his personality level down to nothing. Yeah. Like when in any other sport, their top star in terms of personality, if you're looking in the NFL, say it's Patrick Mahomes, he's not the most out there person in terms of personality, but there's at least something. His brother LeBron is. James, there's something. Yeah. You know, like, fuck. I mean, base. The only here's the problem. The only other sport that's this bad at marketing their stars is baseball. And look at where yeah. baseball is right now, dude. People were freaking out because Jazz got on the cover of MLB The Show 23. Mm. Like the same amount of outrage that, like, I would say the same amount of outrage that uh, Zegers and Nurse got. I mean, excluding the sexism from mm. the Nurse's case and the racism from Nurse's case. So. Not oh. at all, like how like how Sarah Nurse got it, but just like how Trevor Zegers got it. Just it's just not. I I I don't want to say you know the the future is now, old man, but the the future is now. You're looking at people who are entertaining and kind of show stopping in those regards, not someone who's just like oh he he's a good kid, he plays by the book, he he goes in hard in the corners. Like we're looking for the flashy shit, looking for the stuff that's like more spectacle not just drywall dry painted wear a suit to hockey games constantly kind of thing. like yeah. personality you know it, just the most was smart they'd realize like the most viewed clip was that zegris flipping shit over the net and then being batted in like mm-hmm. oh you know that that had a ton of engagement from basketball stars and that's who you should be looking to on how to market is the nba because they market it's the, the alley on ice like the most personality mm. you get is Brad Marchand going after Steve Dangle on Twitter. Dude, that was, <laughs> that was crazy. I was funny as shit, man. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, oh I like Steve god. a lot. It was funny. It was hell it was. funny. Steve had a pretty good response, though. I, I I can't lie. That was a pretty that was a pretty slick response. He's a good sport. He's a good yeah. sport. Um that's that's the most that we get. Aside from, like you said, local post-game interviews. And, oh, look at look at this suit David Posternock wore walking to the arena. Here's Patrick Lighty with his glasses. Isn't he wacky? Like, that's not, that's not oh marketing. I think, 
I think the best thing that happened to sports media, Paul Bissonnette, Jesse Pollock. Everyone hates Jesse so much. Great, great, amazing guy. Um, but he gets out of, like, you know, obviously, like, have experience there, but he gets the most engagement out of anybody at Bar Down or TSN. Anybody. Mm-hmm. And, like, stuff like that. People like him, amazing for the brand and everything like that. And it, it's just a fucking shame that, like, the NHL is not doing anything to market that kind of stuff. Like, they should be going in on stuff like this. Like, even the NBA, when something like, something happens, like, you see social media teams making jokes. Like, you all, you all Embiid got nominated to an All-Star game. And they're like, he's and their their social media teams like he's not an all star, like kind of making fun of that thing. The fact that the NHL is so behind on all this stuff, like you see, maybe like the Seattle Kraken with their social media team, their social media team is great. The Vegas Golden Knights they push it a little bit, but they get that engagement no matter what. And so, like maybe you have to be a little, little, little iffy, little off, kind of off putting to get that engagement to get people coming in and clicking. Because at the end of the day, like good press and bad press are both engagement. Like, that's all you really want for social media, if it's good or bad. Here's how bad the NHL is at marketing. All-Star Weekend. Eric Carlson will not be participating in a single skills event. Because, quote-unquote, they didn't have any room. The, the NHL can't make room in their own skills event for the, right now, the best offensive defenseman in the NHL. The highest scoring they also guy. Yeah, they also couldn't make room for Seattle. Well, I'm, that, that's that's not marketing a star, though. On the point of marketing it's, a star, <laughs> that is marketing. That is marketing a star. No, that is not. you're marketing not, a top to player for a team. Level. I mean, it kind of. You're marketing no. a top player for an organization hey. who's in the top, the echelon, the newest franchise team doesn't have a representative in the All Star game. That's Jared kind of McCann, a case of Seattle. Jared McCann versus Eric Carlson. Come on, you're, you're both right. Seattle should have representation in the yes, all-star but game that's a different point. to appeal to that local market. And Eric Carlson is a gigantic star in this league who should be spotlighted more. Yes. That's the, it's the point is on marketing a star. Eric Carlson. The fa- It's just funny. Like, why can't the NHL simply make room in a skills event? Cause they have rules to go by. It's a fucking all-star weekend. Like they break their own rules constantly. Yeah. They just, yes. they just did like, yeah. Yeah. To your point, Endo. like, uh, we want every team represented. Fuck Seattle. We're going to put Chandler fucking Stevenson in over any of the amazing dudes in Seattle. Stupid. But yeah, it's that's that's ridiculous. Like the NHL just cannot stop getting in their own way time and time Correct. again. Correct. Final two topics here. We'll talk about All-Star Weekend in a minute. Actually, that is kind of our main event. But I wanted to mention this. There was a report out that the New York Rangers top trade deadline target is Timo Meyer. There you go. Now, we have talked about what I, as a Bruins fan, would want for someone like Timo Meyer. What sin do you think would be the asking price? What would you want? Lafreniere in the first. Yeah. I had a feeling. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if anyone thinks that's fucking absurd. Lafreniere has not proven he is worth shit yet. Give me Lafreniere in a first. If you want Timo Meyer, who's an RFA, and a sign and trade for a guy who's point per game scoring at a 40-goal pace, Lafreniere mm. in a first. That's how that's what it starts as. So I was looking at both teams' kind of organizational depth charts, right? Sharks don't necessarily need a center. Couture, nope. Hurdle, Bordalo. Eklund can play C2. 
they're okay, right? So it's you know, granted he's not he's a former second rounder, but someone like Carl Hendrickson, you're not really looking at him. So then you go to the wingers, and that's where you find your Lafreniere's of the world, your Brennan Othmans, um, former second round pick Will Cool as well, who just made his debut recently, Capo Caco, Vitaly Kravtsov, who might not be as tantalizing as they once nope. were. In terms of forwards, like, yeah, you're looking at Lafreniere or maybe Brennan Othman, who was the uh, 16th overall pick in 2021, uh, who has he's on a 75 point pace in 57 games in the O as an overager. So he's not really. Yeah, that's he just turned special. 20 in fairness. So he's not destroying worlds. He's doing very well, but not this killer where. You'd certainly prefer Lafreniere for the junior pedigree that he yeah. hasn't quite reached yet. And then defensively, um, the Rangers do have some good defensive prospects. I don't think you give up Keandre Miller. Um, That's I don't the only thing you... I would accept. Right. I mean, <laughs> the secondary behind him is someone like Braden Schneider. Um, Zach nope. Jones is nope. still in his early 20s. Matt Robertson. Um, and then I, I in goal, they don't really have no. The they guy. Just <laughs> yeah, and they ain't giving him up. You're um, basically looking at yeah. You would think Lafreniere is like this is where we're starting. Yes, and it, and fuck Kako. No offense, I love I love my Finnish boys, but Kako, nah, he hasn't proven shit. He's looking like a middle six at best. You need yeah. a guy with top six upside. The only one there in New York who still has that is Lafreniere. And, and if you're the Rangers, yeah, do it. You are swapping Timo Meyer, the proven product, for Lafreniere, who certainly is a former number one overall pick. You're hoping will eventually be Timo Meyer, but at 21 years old right now is not. And if you're going for it, like presumably the Rangers are, then yeah, that's that's the price you give. You give up the younger guy who might have an even higher ceiling, but you don't know if he's ever going to reach it for someone like Timo to be able to stay competitive in a pretty fucking deep Eastern Conference. And I keep hearing this horrible narrative. Timo Meyer should fetch a similar return for Bo Horvat. Why? It should be much better. I for agree. one, Timo Meyer's not just on a heater. He's been doing this and leading up to this point. This mm-hmm. is his trajectory. Timo Meyer is an RFA. Mm-hmm. How the fuck should he fetch a similar price than Bo Horvat? who is essentially a rental because it's not guaranteed that he gets re-signed. Correct. It's an insane narrative, and I think it's being pushed by, like, larger East Coast, you know, fucking uh, media things to, like, try to drive down the price. But if I'm Mike Greer, I don't fucking move him unless unless it's a terrific deal because you don't have mm-hmm. to. You simply Correct. don't have to. You can still yep. trade him in the offseason because he's RFA. You can still sign him yourself because he's a great goddamn player, and he's still young enough that you can build around. Yep. So fuck this narrative going around that he'll fetch a similar prize to Horvat. No, he should fetch much more. He's better. Sorry, Horvat. He is. He's younger. And he's an RFA. Would you. Would you say that? Okay. Horvat got roster player, you know, middle six roster player prospect pick. Do you not look to have a Beauvillier in the deal? Nope. Because Lafreniere's stock is higher than Ratu's? Or do you just see that as like they're close enough, so you still need to have 
your first, your Lafreniere, plus something else, whether it be, I don't know what fucking roster player they'd want. They might have to be some move for capital. Barclay Goodrow. <laughs> a first Lafreniere and Barclay Goodrow for Timo Meyer for cap implications. Is that something you're interested in as a Sharks fan? I don't want Barkley. That contract's awful. It's a pretty fucking bad contract, which is why the Rangers might look to offload it. Uh, let me check something real quick. I do think the assets are in place for these two teams to work out a deal for Timo Meyer. Certainly. I do think so too. Yeah, if we're going down that road, throw throw Heedle in the conversation. It's worth noting as well, the Rangers have two first-round picks because they acquired one from Dallas for Nils Lundqvist at the start of the season. Interesting. So the Rangers definitely have the pieces there, and I say this as a Bruins fan, that's a bit of a scary thought. Cap-friendly right now, as of this past Saturday, so it might be a little bit out of date, but their lines were listed as Panarin, Zabanajad, Vizi, Kreider, Trocek, Goodrow. With Lafreniere, Hedl, Kako as the third line. They need Timo Meyer, just like they needed to get Andrew Kopp last year to fill in a spot on the wing. Yeah. Um, if I'm, I, I will say, if I'm a Sharks fan, Lafreniere, a first, Barkley, Goodrow, I take that for Timo Meyer. I'd rather have Kako over Goodrow and take a chance on that. Fair? Or Hedl. But that's I don't think they give up Hedl. Yeah, maybe too much, but I, 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 I'm, again, I'm, I'm twisting every arm that I can that yeah. I can get as much as possible. So. And Rangers um, fans, like you said, again, back, like, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, they're, oh, 100. Just... I'm going to be roasted for this. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I, I the narrative going around is fucking wrong. I'm sorry, it's absolutely wrong. Um, and I'm sick of seeing it being reposted by actual sharks outlets too. It's like you guys are doing this wrong. Um, <laughs> you should be talking about how absurd that it is that he's being compared to Bo Horvat because he's better, he's younger, and he's an RFA. <laughs> That's just the facts, man. Like, yes, there is a reason <laughs> why I would be willing for the Bruins to give up LaSalle, uh, fucking anybody, any prospect, any picks, take them for Timo Meyer, even if it were to be two months of Timo Meyer because he's worth it. Yeah, uh, again, Timo Meyer, like. People just don't understand how good he is. Like mm-hmm. his his play driving, his war. He's got the numbers to back it up on an absolute dog shit team. And again, it's not just a heater like Horvat. He's just been doing this and leading up to this point. And it sucks. But yeah, if I have to lose Meyer, it starts with Lafreniere in a first. So by the time people hear or watch this show, the skills competition would have already happened because it's going to be starting in like half an hour at the time we're recording this. Um, any excitement for All-Star Weekend whatsoever? Nope. No. No. Um, they are doing fastest skater again. Okay. Roberto Luongo, this is kind of nice, will be participating in their breakaway challenge that will also see Crosby and Ovechkin team up for this event. So I guess a nod to like, hey, here's two stars we haven't promoted properly. Crosby um, passes over to Ovechkin for the one time we're at the yeah. circle. <laughs> Crosby starts at the red line. Ovechkin starts at the circle, just standing there. <laughs> I wonder what they're going to do. <laughs> uh, they have an event called the Tendy Tandem. It's NHL goalies against uh, women. Alex Carpenter, Hillary Knight, <laughs> Emily Clark, Rebecca Johnson. goalies <laughs> <Never laughs> <heard>. versus women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, how would you phrase <laughs> the most the most two disrespected positions? Yes, in, in, in hockey, and females and women against each other. 
Did you just uh, say females and women against each other? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, females and goalies. <laughs> Jesus. No, I when I was saying respected in hockey, they're respected twice. There you go. Yeah. Uh, that's that's crazy. God. They have an event called the Splash Shot, splash. which is your shooting. Splash. You reaching, I'm teaching. Um, Splash. Ba- Basically, it's a dunk. It's a dunk tank thing. You shoot the pucks at the dunk tank, and mm. cool. Water. Oh, that's already recorded. Florida. Um, accuracy and hardest shot are back, and then the main event. Aside from the whammon, the Chipotle <laughs> NHL pitching puck. Quote: Using a combination of hockey and golf shots. Four NHL All-Stars will play a par four featuring an island green. Lowest score wins the Chipotle NHL pitch and puck. Isn't that what the fucking NFL had in the Pro Bowl? That's what they did for the fucking Bellagio fountain last year where the dudes were just on a fucking platform in the middle of the fountain shooting pucks at whatever. It's the same fucking okay. thing. So like, but- and also, the, the Pro Bowl, the NFL Pro Bowl apparently had something very, very similar where it was like your golf stroke or something like that. I'm like... All right, cool. I mean, the Leafs are going to win this one, like, fucking hands out. God. But you get it. Yeah. Golf. Because it's Florida. Mm-hmm. They're it's, very, yeah. they're very hip. They're topical. Are they going to have it at the Mar-a-Lago? Also tropical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gary, hire this Mar- man. <laughs> Are they going to have the Mar-a-Lago fucking golf course? That'd be perfect. That'd be, that'd be right on to grab the Fastest skater to grab the protected documents and make it back to the White House win. <laughs> <laughs> and it just becomes a baton pass of the fucking documents. <laughs> Splash shot is, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you try to hit the thing to flush a document down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> it's the NHL Chipotle Paper Shredder Challenge. Chris Smooth will be, will be editing this. <laughs> Splash. Splash. <laughs> With that, everybody, thank you for uh, watching, listening to, however you uh, support this podcast. Thank you for supporting the show. We greatly appreciate it. We will be back next week when actual hockey continues and uh yeah like i said we'll we'll, uh you know you can we'll enjoy the all-star weekend via twitter form at best until next time support endo mills on twitch.tv forward slash endo mills as he does not play nhl 23 anymore and he's a smart man for it we didn't talk about that fucking disaster of a game today nor should we i played i played drop-ins today i actually was enjoying it a little bit let me explain I My put heart. Big Tipper on because it's now in the game. I was having a lot of fun. Well, it was on for golds with grinders, but yeah, but 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 Big Tipper, Total Eclipse, and Elite Edges all at the same time. GG. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm your worst nightmare, <laughs> buddy. Uh, you can catch Sim for the win on Twitter at Sim for the Win Productions, and of course, he and I will be live. It'll be him. Myself and the Sports Gator in the booth for the NACL final, our North American League over at sportsgamer.gg. The final is being played this Sunday night, 8.45 p.m. Eastern. 
make sure to tune in for that as one of those two teams will be heading to Helsinki around the same time as Sin and I will be on the call. It'll be a fun night of watching people try to make this game look good. Good luck with that. We'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Respect women. Respect women.